This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. China digs into soybean stocks. U.S. beef exports surge. And CFTC reverses on swamps requirement. China's digging into its soybean stocks. The Chinese government is opening up its strategic stockpiles of soybeans to help domestic livestock operations cope with being virtually cut off from U.S. supplies as the trade war between the two countries drags on. That's according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. This year has seen higher than usual sales from state soybean reserve, with the Chinese government organizing 19 auctions for accumulated sales of 1.92 million metric tons as of October 24th. FAS said that in a report that confirms suspicions of American Farm Bureau Chief Economist John Newton. It remains to be seen what they ultimately do, but they do have inventory, Newton told AgriPulse. That's what inventory is there for. But if the inventory runs low, then you could run into some concerns. USDA's latest monthly supply and demand report shows China has 22.46 million tons in beginning stocks that it can access. And an agency official tells AgriPulse that estimate will likely be reduced soon. China seen slashing soy imports. It's already clear that China is importing hardly any U.S. soybeans, but a new forecast from the Foreign Agriculture Service shows that the Asian economic juggernaut will be importing less overall. The new estimate from USDA officials stationed in China shows the country importing just 85 million tons for the 2018-19 marketing year. That's a 10% decrease from the current USDA projection and from the estimate for 2017-18. China has been importing as much soy from Brazil as it can, but without buying from the U.S. in any major volume, the Chinese are scrambling to do with less. And it's not just because of the 25% retaliatory tariff that China is levying on U.S. soybeans. The government is leaning on importers not to buy from the U.S. Although U.S. soybeans remain within a competitive price range, even with the additional 25% tariff, Many importers have shared that they are unwilling to risk facing possible administrative barriers to U.S. soybean imports at Chinese ports, FAS said in the report. Importers are also wary of making what may be perceived in China as a political statement in deciding to purchase U.S. soybeans during the ongoing U.S.-China trade dispute. U.S. beef exports surge. Strong demand worldwide is pushing U.S. beef exports higher than last year. That according to a new report by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. The newly released analysis shows that the U.S. has shipped about $6.2 billion worth of beef around the globe from January through September, an 18% increase from the same period in 2017. That's more than 1 million metric tons of beef, And a lot of it is going to South Korea, where imports have been rising quickly. South Korea has been the growth pace setter for U.S. beef exports in 2018, and September was no exception, U.S. MEF concluded in the report. In September alone, South Korea imported $143 million worth of U.S. beef. From January through September, the country bought $1.29 billion worth of beef. That's a new record and more than South Korea bought in all of 2017. 
South Korea is also buying a lot of pork. Sales of the meat globally are still strong, but they are not growing as strong as they could thanks to the fallout from President Donald Trump's trade tariffs. China and Mexico are both levying retaliatory tariffs on U.S. pork, and that's impacting exports, according to USMEF. With a full quarter still to be reported, beef export value records are already being surpassed in some markets, and global value is on track for $8 billion by year's end, according to USMEF President and CEO Dan Hallstrom. Pork exports have also held up relatively well, but unfortunately the obstacles U.S. pork faces in China and Mexico are putting a lot of pressure on export value. U.S. pork and pork variety meats worldwide totaled $4.8 billion for the first nine months of this year, about 2% more than a year ago. CFTC reverses on swaps requirement. In a bipartisan move, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission reversed course on a rule that could have required many agribusiness firms to be regulated as swaps dealers. During the Obama administration, when the CFTC was under Democratic control, the agency proposed to lower the de minimis threshold for being required to register as a swap dealer from $8 billion to $3 billion. But the commission voted unanimously yesterday to keep the threshold at $8 billion. Democratic Commissioner Dan Berkovitz said the agency's data analysis showed that the lower threshold would have imposed tangible costs on market participants without much benefit. The CFTC analysis found that 98% of all transactions already involve at least one regulated swaps dealer, he said. Commission Chairman Chris Giancarlo, a Republican, has long argued that many utilities, refiners, and agribusiness companies would have been forced to cut back on futures trading to stay under that $3 billion threshold. Canada seen pouring more dairy into international markets. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service is now predicting that Canada will export a record-breaking 75,000 metric tons of skim milk powder in 2019 because new processors are coming online and existing producers are trying to move large stockpiles. Canada's recent pledge to shut down its Class 7 dairy pricing program during the renegotiation of the North American Free Trade Agreement was a major win for U.S. dairy. The program is blamed for flooding the international market with cheap skim milk powder, and that should eventually stop if the U.S., Canada, and Mexico ratify the new pact. The purpose of Class 7 was to boost domestic butter production by raising the floor price for milk. It succeeded, but it also boosted the production of skim milk powder, much of which is exported at artificially low prices. But now, Canadians are expected to export much more of the dairy product before Class 7 is shut down. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.